Welcome to Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Here's your hosts, Dan and Danny. Okay, and welcome to this edition of Phantom Faction Podcast. I'm Danny. And I'm Dan. And uh, we are have a crowd of people here. We do. Great. And lots of spirits as well. Yes. We're yes. back on stage at the theater. Mm-hmm. And we have Jason, Cassie, and Scott with us. And Jason and Scott used to be paranormal investigators. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you're looking at getting back into. And young, yeah. and young Cassie here is developing her... Very cool psychic medium skills. Yeah, so there's five of us here, and right. and uh, we've taken on a little tour of the, the theater here, and this already theater and already got some activity. Let me tell you, this theater is amazing. It right, is cool. right off the hop, as soon as we walked in, you can feel the energy in here. And then when we walked into the front room, because Cassie went to walk in there, and she's like, "Nope, nope, no, I'm not walking in here." And then I walked in and I was like, oh, yeah, this is really yeah, cool. The, the energy in the lobby is <laughs> crazy. And, and to, to tell your listeners, like, how quick the response is, like, I pulled out a, a new version of a ghost box that I had gotten on a phone. And I hadn't tested it. And I was like, let's see what happens. And then right away, a little boy. Hi. Like, yeah. like, like hi, I'm here. Yeah. And we've talked at length about our little boy spirit. Yeah. Uh, we, we call him Jake, and we believe he, he died in the quarry, which is down the road here. Someone picked up, who was it, Rachel? Uh, picked up that he hit his head, maybe? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And drowned, she maybe? She kept saying that yeah, she was getting head pain and mm-hmm. and felt that... Uh, so we have had some validations of him as well. And when we had Carrie Lynn Shellhorn on the show, mm-hmm. she was on stage here, and she also picked up on him. But she said she thought his name was Jesse. Yeah. But we're okay with the J name. Jake, Jesse... People with names that start with J are usually pretty cool. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so tell us, where are you guys from? Where are you situated? Oh, yeah, here? absolutely. I yeah. keep forgetting that nobody else knows. It's just you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we're from the Durham region. Uh, Oshawa, Whippy, Ajax, that area on the other side of Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, we drove two hours to get here, which is... Which we really appreciate. Uh, oh, dude. Yeah. Very cool. we we're, we're just as excited about it. Yeah, um, road trips are fun anyway. Man. It's a fun mm-hmm. road trip, man. Um and all the history that you get to see on the way here too was just phenomenal. Like the buildings, like right. I love that stuff. I love mm-hmm. seeing old buildings. Especially like driving through Fergus and Alora too. Oh, just so mm-hmm. gorgeous, and you could see the history just rolling through. So in Durham, many many years ago, we had our own investigative team. Uh, there was probably about four or five of us. We had some people come and go throughout the years, but there was a core of us, five of us. We did our own paranormal investigations. Um, mostly around the Durham region area. There was a couple times a few of us went out of town and did investigations. Um, but that's what we, it was a long road. First, it started with thrill-seeking. Like when you're mm-hmm. a kid, you do your thrill-seeking. Oh, this place is haunted. Let's Sneaking go check it out. Sneaking into abandoned yeah, hospitals. absolutely. <laughs> so, bins and... That's funny because we actually, it's funny that you say that. Yeah. Whippy Psych is there. And we yep. used to go investigating through the Whippy Psych. Um, mm. At first, it was thrill-seeking. And then eventually over time, uh, it did become investigations. You know, Whitby Psych is the psychiatric, old psychiatric hospital there. Huge. It's mm-hmm. a, the giant. I've been in there grounds. several times. Have you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. The place work is massive. Reasons. <laughs> For work reasons. Yeah, I wasn't admitted. So I'll, I'll tell you later. Yeah. So as you know, then, it's it used to be a World War One hospital before it was a psychiatric hospital. That's so there's right. a lot of history to this Tons place. Tons of history. At one point in time on our team, we had a relic hunter. He called himself a relic hunter. He liked to dig around and look for old things. 
So he wanted to go to the psych. And this is after it's all closed down, it's abandoned, it's boarded up. So as investigators, we're like, well, let's go and see what spirits we're going to find in this building while he's looking for whatever he's looking for. So what we find out that he's looking behind the mantles on the main floor of the, of the buildings and he's finding old letters from World War One. So the soldiers would put them on the mantle and they would accidentally get bumped and fall down behind the mantle. Oh, wow. So he was pulling these letters and he's reading them about like, don't come to Whippy. It's full of drugs and hookers and, <laughs> and all this stuff. And you're like, even back Why? then, even back, back then, in World War right? One? Like, this is crazy. Now it's all moved to Oshawa now. Yeah, now it's all in yeah. Oshawa. <laughs> We'd like to apologize to the residents of South Oshawa. <laughs> so, but you do just, have a reputation. They do. Yeah, yes. What was your uh, paranormal hunting group called? We were called Durham Paranormal. Okay. That's what we called ourselves. Um, there was times where I kind of thought, oh, did we limit ourselves by calling ourselves Durham Paranormal? How do you go to other towns and cities being called Durham Paranormal? But it's just where, where we were from, right? So right. We, it wasn't just an interest to our area. We obviously wanted to see what was in our area. Mm-hmm. Um, but we found that more and more as we investigated, there wasn't as many... Uh, I guess you would say like hotspot locations in our area compared to other areas. So we, we definitely wanted to branch out and visit other locations and stuff. For so, sure. Mm-hmm. Which is what we ended up doing. So mm-hmm. we did a, quite a few excursions. So it started as a group of friends. Yeah, absolutely. A group of friends yeah. all had mutual interest. Um, some of us all had like different experiences mm-hmm. uh, as, you know, as children and stuff personally. Um, like I had an experience where when I was a child, I remember seeing a shadow on a wall and couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And it was kind of dancing and it was had arms and a body and it was moving and nobody knew what it was. But I remember being so young, I just didn't know what it was. It scared me. So, Mm -hmm. um, and over time that piques your interest. You think back and what was that? What could that have been? And then you Mm -hmm. just, you move forward with it. Right. And then had more and more experiences growing up. Mm -hmm. So, and then it just turned into, well, let's research. Let's learn. Let's, oh, there's paranormal groups? You can investigate this stuff? Mm-hmm. This is fantastic. Let's do this. And then you find out your friends, you oh, that, you I have that a, same interest. Here's what happened to me. Epiphany. You know, right. Like, like, you know, like even when I talk about how I got started, you know, I was watching Ghost Adventures. Mm. I'd never heard of the show because I don't have, I got rid of my cable years ago. Right. And I was over at a buddy's house and he was like, oh, I got to go run out and do something. Here's the TV remote. And then I was like, you know, and it didn't dawn on me that real people, you know, quote unquote, actually did this. Mm-hmm. And then I found out there's so many paranormal groups out there. Like there was a couple in our area and there's mm-hmm. a couple in Guelph and there's Kitchener and, and all over the place. And I was like, holy cow, I, I you know, no clue. Mm-hmm. I, I felt kind of sheltered. Right? <laughs> you know? There's but, a few groups now, in our area too, right? Yeah, so for sure. There's, we have the paranormal seekers. There's proof that used to run around our yeah. area as well. So there's definitely different groups that have come around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I also one thing I like about paranormal groups is uh, we're more family. You know, we tend to stick together yeah. than, than the Bigfoot and the UFO people. Like they're always at each other's throats. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, <laughs> they're fighting over oh, glory. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> the, the Bigfoot people are the worst. No yeah. offense, because I'm a big believer in, in Bigfoot, and right. I love listening to Bigfoot. Uh, podcasts and stuff like that but man you go to the you know you go to those conventions and mm-hmm. and uh they always want to be right holy cow you know, like with their yeah. stories like, and they've got like brawls in the parking lot over yeah. you know belief systems and stuff it's like holy but then you go to the paranormal teams and we're all like oh let's it's investigate opposite. together i've let's literally been in the field 
at locations and have other groups or teams or whatever show up at the same location. And when you realize what each other is doing, you're like, oh, let's work together. Yeah. Yeah. Let's and share so our evidence. Cool. And let's, yeah. You know, share what stories. What kind of gadgets stuff. do you have? You know? And yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like when I go to Jerry's house. Yeah. <laughs> like with Team Spirit. He's got everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's spent a small fortune on. He's got the XLS cameras. He's got the pucks. Yeah. Obulus mm-hmm. 1, 2, and 3. And, oh. and I'm just sitting there drooling over his equipment. And I'm, I've got my little k2 meter that <laughs> yeah. for 40 bucks off of amazon yeah come on man yeah. my first gauss meter it was amazing i loved my first gauss meter it was like yeah. that little square box gauss meter that i had then it just pushed the button i was uh <laughs> i was watching a youtube channel uh, of some ghost hunters in the states and uh, paranormal hunters i should call them but uh they talked about you can have all the best equipment in the world but you can still come up he says with the simplicity Yep. You know, of a digital recorder, the mm. simplicity of an EMF yeah. meter. Um, and he said, your own mind, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, stop and listen and, mm-hmm. you know, don't rely so much on the equipment, actually. I've actually feel it. I've actually talked to people recently who said, you know, they have all these goodies and gadgets, but now they just have their digital recorder and a flashlight. Yeah. I said, that's all I use. Mm-hmm. And your senses. Because right? yep. if you're sensitive, you'll know. Like when we were up the front of the lobby there talking to the spirit bill like he was whatever was there was right up my mm-hmm. arms and sides and you were your head was on a swivel and you know, <laughs> even jason was seeing stuff and I it did when you took so. a picture i get like you were like did you see the orb i'm like no i saw the silhouette of him standing yeah, on got, the staircase yeah. which is crazy like it's just so good and i'm i'm very much you were like a kid in a candy store. Right? I am now. I am. <laughs> it's because it's been so long. And the the road that I took of where I used to be scared of everything, and now I run towards everything because yeah. I want to know. I you want to see. Know. So when we were over there and you guys are like, he's there on the stairs, I'm like, I want to go talk to him. The old police chief or police Ooh. officer? Well, he was a police officer. But um, yeah, I mean, it was the town hall, right? Yeah. So um, And the, the police, jail station. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So, or you know, you always had that jail. police officer that would come in here and, you know, throw the drunks in the drunk tanks for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he also, there's pictures of him down there uh, ringing the bell in the bell tower. Oh, really? Standing mm-hmm. right yeah, at the stairway. Of him. That's, because, that's so cool. Yeah. Mm. And, and you and you used to, you saw him on the, the landing once, right? A few times, yeah. A few times. That yeah. seems to be his place. Yeah, you know, on, on that staircase landing. On the staircase landing. It's yeah. funny you say that because when I was over there, I had a feeling like he might show himself there, mm-hmm. like that he. I was like, I might run into a situation where he might actually show himself, like full on apparition. Well, he yeah. got pretty close. Yeah, because we have photos did. of him. You can see his outline, and you can see the orbs when you brought the camera up. And I'm still getting chills right now because of uh, I'm like involved at the theater group. Um, right. You know, I, I have keys to the building, and so uh, sometimes I'm in here by myself. And a lot of times I would be up in that front lobby, and it'd just be like, oh, he was standing right there. And you know, you do the double take, and he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Right. But uh, you just. Just to see him standing there. And the mirrors. The mirrors <laughs> oh, that are the mirrors. on there. Yeah, you commented on the mirrors too. Yeah, I we did. There, because you said you don't, you, they creep you out. Well, I don't like mirrors. I have my theories on mirrors. It's similar to a lot of other people that believe that mirrors are a gateway portals. to portals and stuff yeah. like that. So I've always felt uneasy around mirrors, well, like I in was, a larger scale. I was told by Michelle de Roche that you should never have two mirrors facing each other. Yeah, and you totally which do they over are. there. Yeah. And you totally do. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're that, huge mirrors. They're like mm-hmm. they're That like, gives me the creeps as well. So yeah, I like what I saw over there it. was I saw movement 
from the landing from through one mirror to another mirror. Right. I the, saw that's where yeah, I saw the movement. The reflection of movement. Yeah. 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 So and I we and you and Cassie were stationary and I was stationary, but I saw something move across mm-hmm. behind us. So I knew something was moving back yeah. there. It's a very active building. Mm-hmm. It never and it did. almost feels like it's playing tricks on your eyes, it right? Because you're like you're second guessing almost that like you're yeah. looking, you're looking, there's you feel like there's so much going on. You're right. Mm. Kid in the candy store. I was all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those theaters that uh, I'm not afraid to be here. Right. You know, I, they're not chasing me or scaring me or trying to get me out. Or There um, are some dark things that pop up in here every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, I know John had felt uh, a really well, The thing bad I saw spirit. that walked across the stage. Yeah, and that, then threatened to uh, drop the drop, ladders. Yeah, drop the ladders on our heads. There's a ton of ladders crazy. in yeah. the back here. I guess he's, we saw a shadow man walk right through the wall back yeah. here, like full apparition. And John said he wants to drop those ladders on our head. He went, yeah. he went by. He was following did, your finger. Did you see it. something? Was it, oh, was, was it a shadow man? or yeah. oh, was The it one you were back? talking about? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Scram. I don't know who he is, but. <laughs> no. So it's funny to talk that- about theaters because in Whitby we have uh, – we have an old courthouse in downtown Whitby that was – it's now a theater, a production theater. But it used to be a courthouse. They used to, And the center of the courthouse had a balcony. They used to do hangings inside mm-hmm. the uh, inside the courthouse building. Wow. And it was one of the last hangings in the province was done in that theater. Mm. So um, they often say that they see mm-hmm. spirit activity inside the theater. Which used to be the courthouse. Wow. And people even walking out of the building up to the sidewalk. Like you could walk by the courthouse theater and you stand there and somebody will walk down the walkway right up to the sidewalk and then disappear. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy to to see that stuff. So we've always been going and trying to, to see what we see. And then, you know, like you dating somebody who had kids and she's like, oh, they're in a play at the courthouse theater. I'm like, oh, I'm coming. Yeah. And you shove your recorder in your pocket and you're like, you're trying to catch stuff while you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm paying attention, of course. Yeah. I've okay. been told that uh, you were sort of the skeptic of the group. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I was right. I liked, um, before I started going out, I, I liked um, like horror and suspense and all kinds of stuff and uh and all that and um i like being i like being scared like legitimately mm-hmm. but um then i started talking with them about like paranormal stuff and they said well there's a place around here and it started with ghost road in port perry mm-hmm. and so we went up to ghost road in port perry and they're like apparently this and this happens up here so we went uh i think we went there oh man a whole bunch of times so the first, is this the location that, was like that the you very, debunked? It is. That oh, was the very okay. first place we went to, but it was also a place we went back to mm-hmm. like many times. We, and yes, one we point, did end up debunking it after a while. Is that right? Yeah. So, yeah. so earlier you told us that you've got a, there is a, uh, a regional uh, ghost legend, right? and you guys debunked it. Yes. Yeah. So we may as well. Yeah, yeah, we can that. jump into that. So that's in, be- in between, um, in between Port Perry and Oshawa. It's sort of like uh, no man's land. It is. So it's and, on, uh, uh, it's on Island Road. Yeah. Uh, just off Island Road. Uh, if the, the actual road is called Mississauga's Trail. That's it. So if you're looking for it on a map, it's called Mississauga's Trail, off of Island Road. Um, the land used to be Mississauga people land. And the old tale used to be that there was a gentleman kind of courting the farmer's daughter type situation. And he's over courting the farmer's daughter and 
father comes home early. Cool. <laughs> and he has to get out of there quick. And he decides to now one of two ways this legend went a snowmobile <laughs> or a motorbike. <laughs> More commonly was the motorcycle. I think I've heard this story now. Yeah, and he's yes. ripping across the field to get away before daddy can find out that he's there. And what he didn't realize is that uh, farmer, whoever, Farmer Joe, has erected a fence at the end of the lawn. Mm. And the motorcycle goes through, and the wire from the fence takes the motorcycleman head off, right. clean off. Or another story is that he just goes launching off the bike. <laughs> And either story, the head hits the rock at the end of the road. So there's actually a big, giant boulder of a stone at the end of this road. And over time, people have spray-painted it, and they spray-painted the word Ghost Road on it and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The legend states, if you go up the road and turn your car around and face south on the road, turn all your car off, turn lights off, turn everything off, and wait, you will see this ghost light come up the road. Yeah, I've heard this. Vanish in front of your car, and then the taillight from the bike will appear behind your car and continue down the road. Mm. There's a bunch of different variations, obviously. There, this place has been investigated to the nines. It's been featured in Haunted Ontario book. Terry Boyle has investigated it. There's a bunch of people that have investigated this place. Some people have their theories on what it could be. Other people just say it's the ghost light. And I've heard other theories and myths of different spirits up there as well. So we go up. At one point, man, we were going up at least four times a week. Yeah, we oh, really? <laughs> like, we were going up. We must have been up there a hundred times. Yeah. Like, we've been up there a lot. All kinds of different things we've heard and seen. But in the end, we're trying to debunk this. We're trying to figure out what this ghost light is. So we go up. We see the light. We definitely see the light. And you're freaking out. Well, not freaking out, but we're like, that's pretty cool. Because well, we've seen so much up there before. We've seen so much other stuff up there before. Like, there's other things that we've seen. that We can get to that. Yeah. So we're, we're in a group. There's probably about six of us. We're researching this and we're like, okay, let's get off this road. And this is far enough back that we don't have GPSs on our phone. Mm. We need to go get a map and we need to figure out what's going on around here. Because we've heard theories that it's lights from the highway. And we're like, okay. Reflecting off something. But something. reflecting off what? Because yeah. off the, cause where, the, where the you sit down the road, there's just nothing but open field in front of you mm -hmm. at the end of the road. So there's no cars going by that field. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're trying to understand this. So we rush out. We go to a gas station. We buy the local map. You know, the Ontario maps that yeah, spread yeah. out like a million fold. <laughs> Fills the whole car up. Yeah. Well, yeah, we don't yeah. fill the car up. We go over to Tim Hortons and grab our yeah. coffees and we yeah. flop this map out <laughs> over the table. It's the most Canadian thing I've ever heard. Right? <laughs> yeah. And we start looking at the different roads facing towards Mississauga's trail. And we decide that we're going to send... I think it was two or three cars that we had. We're going to send them to different roads and see if we can duplicate this light by pointing a vehicle towards the road. So we have phones, and I think at the time we were using FRS radios, two-way radios yeah. at the time. So we send the first car. We're not seeing anything. Okay. So we go to the second car. We're not seeing anything. So now we're thinking, oh, no. <laughs> this might actually be a spirit of the motorcyclist coming down the road. Mm -hmm. And the last person coming down the road was Scott. And he's the furthest road possible. He's not even on the island. He's off the island on a road that goes up a hill. And as you're coming down a hill, it kind of crescendos down. You know those fun hills when you were a kid, you're coming down and it comes down and comes back up. And you're like, ooh, whoops. Yep. And you're kind of like a roller coaster. Just kinda, yeah. yeah. So it has two sections of that coming down the road. Mm -hmm. So you're coming down the road. And as he's hitting the second one, crescendoing over the top of it, we see the light come down the road. Whoa, stop. 
he stops his vehicle. Turn your lights off first. He turns his lights off, the light goes away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, turn your light on again. He turns it on, the light comes back on. We're like, we've got it. Mm-hmm. We've got the light. You ruined the so legend. We ruined the legend. <laughs> and it's crazy because his car is easily a kilometer away, mm-hmm. if not more. Mm-hmm. And it's just the way the light reflects, reflects down a line so precise. There's a field and a tree line. And where the field and the tree line meet is directly in line with the road. And that light follows that tree line and the field directly into the road. So it's almost like it's funneling that light mm. into the road to make it look so precise. So mm. what the deal what the deal was that Mississauga's trail, it stops and then of course there's a field, then the trees, but then it's water. So Lake Scugog is really irregularly shaped. So there's kind of like a bay. If you go across the bay, it goes up a hill and then the road that it was on what happens is if you're coming the one way, you're coming diagonally towards Mississauga's Trail. So that's why when you're when there's a car going along that road, it looks like the light's coming towards you because mm. it kind of is coming towards you, but it's going at an angle. So it actually looks like it's coming towards you and moving at the same time. So are the, the rear lights of the bike? I've never seen the rear no, lights. So that was just lights. part of the legend, never seen, the, yeah. the snowballing of the, the legend. I tell you, that's though, amazing. what I have seen... Is the shadows of Indian children playing in the field on Ghost Road, really? which is insane. I've never, I've never heard tales of it. Mm. There was never stories about it. Only that you knew that it was, you know, old Indian land, Mississauga people that that mm. lived on that land, and it's, they're not there anymore. Well, I mean, there is a reserve up there because there's they, there's the casinos up there and stuff, and it's all native land, but. Um, they've been on the road. Like there's many, the road's long enough. You can walk the road and there's sections where different things will happen. So, uh, there was a section at the one end of the road where if you were having a cigarette close to the line of the trees, a light in the forest would mimic every time you took a haul and lit your cherry on your cigarette, there'd be a light in the forest kind of mimicking your cherry. You're like, (laughs) what is that? Mm. That's insane. And then you'd hear sounds. The ghost road's really... It's really intense for activity. There's a lot more there than the spirit on a bike. Right. Um, so well, if anybody there is no spirit on the bike, right? But he might well, be out there. Older, I guess, right? Yeah, he might be to out me, there. You he could know. be. To the me, thing, he's not there. I was going to say, the only thing that was unexplainable that happened up there on Ghost Road was um, it was in the middle of winter that we were up there. And there was, uh, there was a snowmobile coming down the road. And it turned onto Ghost Road. And then it turned off into the woods and went through the woods. And we thought it was a snowmobile. I forgot about that. And we're like, oh, somebody's got a snowmobile around. That's cool. And we were walking up the road. And where the snowmobile went in to the woods, it's all fence. There's nothing that like, you can't get in. You'd kill yourself if you mm-hmm. went through it. I don't know. It's, it's all, um, I don't know, it's a wire fence, I guess, right? Yeah. And yeah. wood posts. And we're like, where the hell did he enter the woods? How did he get through, right? And there's like no trespassing signs on it and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. We watched the light go right through the woods. We were like, I didn't even. We just thought it was a snowmobile, right? I remember. I totally remember this. Like, I feel minute. like How somebody was filming it through? too. I feel like Rob did. Yeah. Yeah, guy. Oh. We knew Rob he was yeah, filming. Rob it. had it on film. Refused to give us the film, and then it's lost forever now. Something's right up my back. Oh, yeah. I can feel it. Oh yeah, I see him. Is it a man? Yeah. Is it? Is not. I don't know. <laughs> You're looking. <laughs> <laughs> Could you rub my left shoulder? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
<laughs> Why not? A little lower. A little, little too low. You, you, I, I, what's that? It's a woman. It's a woman. Oh, hello there. Both she hands. She was doing it too. She was she's doing this on your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, smart ass. It's great. Oh, well. Hello. Well, we have a, a singing woman here. Cassie and I were in the in the front hall there, and I was looking for a spot to. S- we're going up to the door, and you started kind of humming and singing. So I'm kind of wondering if you're tapping into that and didn't yeah, even realize maybe. it. Who knows? This has been happening quite a lot to you lately. So I know. tapping into things. Oh, I know. <laughs> quite often I'll be sending tech, Cassie a text message that says, get out of my car, get out of my house. She's not there, but I know she's there. <laughs> she's repeating I'm what I'm doing or what I'm thinking or saying or whatever. So Stop thinking that thing. are you <laughs> saying that you can remote view then? I guess so, if you want to call it that. Or astrally if project I, yourself? Or? If I were to think about where he is or what he's doing then yeah they can you see him in your head yeah. like your mind yeah really well you guys should experiment more often oh i do all the time like you please. should write like build <laughs> one of those volcanoes that erupts and <laughs> yeah with the science projects yeah. well you should like mm-hmm. write a word in three digits on see a piece of paper no i get what you're saying oh, I yeah don't yeah. That, yeah i'm that accurate but i think i could be with practice yeah, but you're young like you got a long ways to go that's true this is gonna be a weird journey right. if you're Harry already <laughs> this in tune at age 23 right you've be. got uh, a long ways oh, to go oh you should have seen when i was a kid i all the things i saw when i was a kid really? <laughs> tell us about tell us. tell us tell them oh boy this okay, is the time to tell them it's your time to shine i usually don't talk about him but, yeah. You have a spirit guide or Oh no, he was nothing guy? good. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, we we like to hear those stories. <laughs> it's attachment to the house or Um I went to see a healer, talked about him with her. She picked up on him. She knew immediately. She she kind of um she reads my energy and she can she knows what I'm thinking. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Uh, I don't. I usually don't have to say anything to her when I, we're doing a healing session. We kind of finish each she other's just sentences. Knows. That's cool. Yeah. Once you get more familiar with somebody's energy, the more you can do it. It's funny you mention that. Um, when I sometimes talk to psychic mediums or people who are very intuitive or clairvoyant or whatever, and they're telling me something about a spirit or or whatever, I I can get the images in my head. Yep. It's almost like they're projecting mm-hmm. what this thing was or, or the story yep. Yep. john and i used to do that all the time he'd be like and i'd be like oh yeah it was the guy like even before he told me he said oh it was the spirit like well dressed he's wearing a top hat and he's like yep mm-hmm. and i go is there another spirit with him and mm-hmm. he, i go yeah and he was dressed this way and he's like yeah and it, i don't know if i'm just picking up on it on my own or if john's sending me those signals and i'm just seeing it like yeah like a tv right yeah cassie but- all right <laughs> <laughs> There's someone standing there again, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, because I could see them. You know who it is. He's right there. Okay. Is it Richard? No, you don't see. Richard probably wouldn't be Richard. Well, Richard might be here. Um, So I don't. I won't delve too deep into the history. um, But obviously, we talked earlier about uh, our former teammate, friend of ours, Uh, Richard. We we called his name was Rick. We called him Rick. Um, His name was Richard, and his wife Leslie. Uh, They were both part of the team. Um, we have stories obviously with them. Um, there's, a one I like to talk about is there's a place in Port Perry as well, not on the Island, on the main area of Port Perry. It's called Jester's Court Inn. Um, some people may have heard about it. It's been in the book. You know, been in a few books you know before. what's funny? I have contacted those people so many times. Yep. And you're going to tell me that they, they won't let you in, right? They won't let you do an overnight investigation. And I try to get them on the podcast to tell stories and they just, they want nothing me. to do with it. Yeah. But, Absolutely. But they've but, got such a history of uh, 
15 years ago. Paranormal activity there. They let us do an overnight there. Oh. Which is phenomenal. So we go in and we bring all of our equipment. And at one point, we left trigger objects laying on the floor. We had cameras, still cameras, video cameras, audio recorders. We brought everything we possibly could that we had at the time. And there was different stories of like the owner of the justice court it used to be a house owned by a guy named James Carnegie. James Carnegie was like a founding father to Port Perry. And Port Perry had been ravaged by fires a couple times through history, like completely ravaged. Mm. And James and his wife had lost a few children, one to drowning in the in the, the lake or whatever by Port Perry, another one in the one of the fires that ravaged the town. So there was definitely some tragedy within their family. Um, but there's people that say that they see James and his wife in the sun porch of this building having dinner to candlelight. And there's no candles in the building. There's no candles at the tables. But they see this. So we go into our overnighting. We're hoping to see candlelight people having dinner because that would be amazing. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Scott and I are downstairs on the main floor and there's an upstairs. And while we're downstairs, we start smelling cigar smoke inside the building. You can't smoke in buildings, obviously. Mm-hmm. We're smelling James Carnegie's cigar smoke. So we know he's president, <clears throat> present in the building. And over the radio, we hear Rick and Leslie, get up here now. Get up here, get up here, get up here. <laughs> so we're run up the staircase. And the staircase is kind of cool because when you go up the staircase, it's kind of like that double turn staircase. You go up, there's a halfway landing, and it goes the other direction. So you're going up. When you get to the middle landing, the whole wall's a mirror and a big knight's armor like standing in the corner oh, cool so it looks really cool so you're going up and you as you're going up you you see the mirror so you can see into the room that you're going to go into and you come up and around the corner and rick and leslie are off in the corner with a table set up with all the equipment and leslie's crying and i'm like first thing reaction is rick what did you do <laughs> <laughs> and he says no 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 he was here i'm like who is here james was here he says in full form he formed as a mist, and then all of a sudden, it like a click, he just bang, he was there in you front could of see him. Full apparition in front of him. They watched it happen. Wow. And there's audio, you can hear them in the audio. Leslie's like, Oh my God, Rick. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then you hear her say, Take a damn picture. in awe he's like frozen in awe but then as soon as she says take a picture you can hear him taking pictures click 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 with the old digital cameras three pictures he took while he was in full operation all three of those pictures came out pitch black and there was no like lens in front of it or anything it was an old digital camera yeah so all three of them came out black but you can hear on the audio him taking pictures and all that stuff um, I think that at the same time we actually caught an EVP downstairs. I think so, but I can't. So we were we, we were listening me. to like the audio and everything. We matched up the audio, and it's like when he was saying "get up here now," we caught another EVP. The EVP was down. We were downstairs in the sunroom, and we got the EVP as that was happening upstairs with Rick, which was really cool because it all happened at the same time and different floors, right? So we were able to put it all together. It's pretty cool. I can't remember the EVP said though. I know everybody wants to know what it. What did you? Did he say his name? I feel like at some point he said his name. I think it was something like it's it's me or it's it's uh, it's James Carnegie, it's James or something like that. Yeah, it was something really really clear like. Yeah, it's me or it's James. So it wasn't a whisper; it was an actual voice. Yeah, it was, like, a, it was disembodied like voice yeah, to the for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm almost was, positive yeah. it was James Carnegie. Yeah, you should tell him about your first like uh, experience at when yeah. you were in the field. Uh, really, Salem like, Cemetery, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Salem Cemetery, uh, really old cemetery. About north, Salem, Massachusetts. No. North uh, Salem, Ajax. It's in Ajax. Okay. Uh, Salem Road North, just mm-hmm. almost at Salem Road and uh, Winchester Road. Or? Yeah, Highway 7. Highway 7. Sounds like a supernatural episode. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen any impalas there. But yeah. we used to go up there. There was another spot we went up yeah. to quite frequently because mm-hmm. there's activity up there. And then Scott had a, an experience. Yeah, it was uh, a really old cemetery. We were walking around. I was alone. And then when the cemetery goes into a field, and the field's massive, and it just goes for like another half kilometer down. I guess it's, I don't know, they're looking to the future or something. But as I was walking down this little hill out in the field, a blue light appeared and started zigzagging but it was zigzagging towards me like really fast and um and when i saw it it's because quickly you start thinking of things you're like oh it's a firefly the biggest firefly in the world (laughs) but the blue light was actually uh like reflecting on the ground as it was moving okay and so i was like okay so it's i literally blew because like now i can see the light on the ground yeah and it's casting enough light that is actually shining on the ground and it's moving quickly Zigzagging towards me. Yeah. Pasta. I got freaked out and I, I pointed, no, I pointed at it and I said, I can see you. And it goes boop and it blinks right out and disappeared. Oh, wow. I, I thought you were going to say that you broke land speed records running back to the car or something. <laughs> nah, nah, no, we've, run, we man. had a few experiences there because. I want to see, I want to see them like as much as I can. I don't want right. to run away from it. Salem Cemetery, we used to go up a few of us. And sometimes we, what we do is we'd split to separate, but we we're still in eye shot of each other so we can still see each other but we separate to create that singularity of being vulnerable by yourself Mm -hmm. but you're still in eye shot so we're in a safe reach for everybody so i'm kind of in the middle i got one guy there's kind of like an old church house towards the end of the cemetery um which some people have taken photos of the side windows and seen full apparition of a lady in the window um and then there's on the other opposite end is kind of like it's like all Asian burial like it's mm. I don't I don't want to be wrong like you know Chinese mm. Japanese whatever yeah, yeah. it's all Asian burial on the one side and I'm kind of in the middle so we got one on each side and I'm in the middle and I'm watching the field because I know that in previous time Scott had seen this ball of light so we kind of want to see this duplication to see if we can get some validation to this and as I'm standing there I notice a shadow beside me and I'm thinking it's one of the guys have come over so I turn to talk to them and they're not there and I'm like oh so then I'm looking around and I'm like, well, I'm seeing the guys. They're all in their places where they where they were going. One's by the building. One's over there. One's over here. So who was just beside me? So I look down and it's the area is blanketed in snow because we're in the middle of winter. And there's bare footprints in the snow, bare feet, right beside where I was standing. Mm-hmm. It's It was craziest thing. And we had to come over. I took a picture. I touch them. They were warm to the touch, which is crazy. I've never heard of that. Wow. Warm to usually it's just if it's there, it might it's too be bad cold. you didn't have like a FLIR camera to show any heat. Right, but back anything. then, like, could you imagine? So who the hell's walking 15, around barefoot 20 years? in the snow? Well, that was right? the other thing. So we took a picture of it, and then we looked around the area to see if we could find any more because it's because the bare feet were like together, like somebody was just standing there. Like for ten feet, six feet, or something around it was all snow, until you reached the road. Right? Yeah, untouched. so it's like somebody who mm. walked there had to have walked through the snow. So we were walking around looking for other footprints, bare feet, couldn't find any. 
That was it. It was just two footprint right there. That was someone it. just somebody teleported there, somebody left their footprints and gone. Yeah. And gone. Wow. We couldn't really find anything quickly. leading up to it at all. No. Yeah, um, it's crazy. We have like a lot of the evidence we do have. Um, thank God we backed it up on like DVDs and CDs and stuff. I had it all sitting on a hard drive and the hard drive got knocked off a table Uh-oh. and the hard drive doesn't work. We have that stuff backed up, but we have like a lot of EVPs and a lot of video and, and picture evidence and stuff like this of all these things, like the footprints in the snow and stuff. You're listening to Phantom Faction Podcast. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. So our listeners love to hear stories, and we've already got a lot off you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's more. Some good ones. There's always more. Right. There's always more because the more we, the more we talk about stories, the more yeah. other stories start coming about, right? And, and you forget. You do. Right? And you know what? And unfortunately for us, it was like we have a period of where we, we've been down. Like we've been down for 10 years. So mm-hmm. there's a 10-year gap of remembering the stories that happened for X amount of years before that gap, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, there's always lots and lots and lots. Uh, Rick and I had actually done a weekend excursion in Kingston. Uh, he had family in Kingston. I fell in love with the city as a kid. I used to be it's in It's a sea. great place. I used to be a sea cadet, so I spent my summers there and on the water. And you'd hear all the stories too. So you're in cadets and you're hearing about uh, there's a soldier at the Royal Military College. And he comes running down a hallway and he goes around the corner and if you follow him when you get around the corner he's looking at you and he goes come on come on come on and he runs all the way down the hallway to the window and pulls up a rifle and starts shooting out the window the americans are coming like that is it gives <laughs> yeah. me chills to think about that that's from the war of 1812 right and it's it's a repetitive it's 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 not residual it's, it's a residual yeah for sure and there's a lady in a clock tower up at royal military college who apparently of heartbreak she hung herself from the clock tower or whatever people say they see her up at the top of the clock tower which is way up high wow mm-hmm. um but there's lots in kingston right so i fell in love with that place and there's fort henry and stuff like that all the prisons and there's prisons the waterfront yeah and you can actually do haunted tours in kingston did you do them this summer which yeah. ones did you do we did the walking tour right the and, regular city yeah, walk. yeah and then we we boarded the uh haunted uh bus as well oh i haven't and, done the bus yet is that and, the where they took oh, it was great. to the cemetery and they it's took full of bones or a park and they still finding bones in this park? Well, they show you where Skeleton Park is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Skeleton yeah. Park. Yeah. Yep. And uh, did you do the fort? Uh, yes, I did the fort. The fort well. is my favorite. Yeah. The fort is my absolute favorite. Yeah. Um, they used to do on the walk. They used to do a challenge where they would send. They'd get to a certain room and they would say, "Who's brave enough to go in the next room with no lights on?" Because it's mm-hmm. so dark. You're underground right? in these tunnels of the fort, and it's so cool. You're like, yeah. And, of course, the investigator's like, yeah, yeah, me, 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 <laughs> yeah. me, send me in. Yeah. Um, that was you and I when we did uh, Black Creek Pioneer Village. Oh, yeah. Nobody oh. would go in certain rooms, and I'm like, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. I'm like, Did pushing, you guys just do that one where they were doing, the like, the, the, the tours and stuff? Where yeah. they were just doing it? Yeah, yeah. I want to do we that We did so a podcast bad. there yeah. with our tour. We did the tour. And then afterwards, we sat down with our tour guide, and he filled us in on all the ghost stories. Yeah, that's cool. But that's during really the tour, cool. there's certain homes and rooms where people were like, he's like, who's brave enough to go upstairs? Or, <laughs> and nobody's moving, so I'm like, get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm standing in the back, and I'm pushing people yeah. and step aside. And they're all looking at Danny and I for the rest of the night like, yeah. what are you guys picking up on? And what are you seeing? <laughs> so it was cool. So Rick and I go to Kingston. 
because he's got family there. It's my, one of my favorite cities to visit. So we go there. And first we start touring around the area of the, of the town, trying to find, figure out on our own what we can find. We end up going to a bed and breakfast who apparently is haunted. So we, we, we just, we're cold knocking on doors. Like we're, we're walking in and you're a business. Hey, we heard you guys are haunted. We're paranormal investigators. We want to check it out. And people are so receptive. Yeah. Come on in. Yeah. Kingston really embraces. Go ahead. uh, Like walk through the building for an hour or two. Do your thing. There's no guests in here right now. So go ahead. And so we would do stuff like that. And we hit a couple bed and breakfasts. We weren't really getting much of anything. And, Rick says to me, listen, there's a place called just off of Kingston's called Wolf Island. Mm. He goes, let's go over there. And I don't know anything about Wolf Island. So I'm like, all right, well, let's just jump on the ferry and we'll go over to Wolf Island. So we go over to Wolf Island and we're driving and we, we go towards, I guess, the west side of the island. And there's a very, very tall mansion on Wolf Island. And the, where this uh, mansion is situated, did you hear that? I hear it twice. It might be the kids downstairs. Yeah, yeah I know. It's so tough. Eh? Yeah. yeah. It's almost like a whistle or a, yeah. Uh, yeah, something. something. Mm-hmm. So you're at this mansion. So the mansion is actually built in the center of a triangle of three cemeteries, which is very oddly symbolic. Coincidental? Yeah, coincidental, symbolic. So we we go up, we start talking to those people about this house, and we find out that the house used to belong to uh, an old minister or reverend, like a church leader or whatever, and the house was built for him. Hmm. And it was built in this area, and he had cemeteries around it where people were buried. And they said, guess what, guys? We've, We've had tons of activity here. You're welcome to go through the house. And she's told us they had um, the rescue psychic mediums. Rescue mediums. Rescue mediums had gone through there at yeah. one point yeah. and everything. I remember that episode. Yeah. When you started to talk about it, I was like, that sounds very familiar. It is. And it's so we had never been through it. It was really cool. So she gives us a guided tour of the house first and then lets us have a little run of the place for a while. And it's it's daylight. So is he still playing with Something you? Something just flicked the top of my head again. <laughs> um, little boys running around. Is it the little guy? So we go through the tour up, all the beds are made, and as we're coming back down, the last bedroom that we come past, which is the first one we passed, there's a handprint pushed down into the blanket like somebody had taken their hand and just pushed on the bed or gotten themselves up by Mm -hmm. pushing up with their hand. And you could see it. We took pictures of it. Um, As we got free reign of the house, we were taking pictures everywhere, lots of orb activity, lots and lots, especially on one of the top floors, there's a a games room, so there's a pool table and all that stuff. We're getting lots of orb activity out there. One of the best pieces, though, is that we take a picture of a room, and when you zoom in on the window, you can see a gentleman wearing black robes, he's bald, and he's leading a horse by a lead outside. Wow. And there's no horse and bald man outside mm-hmm. at this time. This was apparently the reverend that people see. And he's leading his horse around the property because it's his property. Mm-hmm. So it was a really cool experience. We come back off of Wolf Island and we decide we're going up to Fort Henry. We can't get in because it's late. The doors are locked. But there's a nice little gap at the bottom of the gate. <laughs> so like two little kids were laying on the ground trying to peek under the gap into the courtyard of Fort Henry. We decide we're going to put the camera there and we're going to walk away from it for a little bit. And, you know, you back to go have a smoke, relax. Let's go grab a Timmy's. We'll come back and get it. Hopefully right. nobody steals the camera. Yeah. We come back, review the footage, and sure enough, we can see people inside the fort 
the shadows of people walking and marching through the fort on video. But where the position of the camera is, you can't really see up because the doorway is there. You can only see the bottom of the feet right. and the shadows moving and past and you walking. You have to put it on an angle. Right? right. You're going to have to figure a way to shove those, get a smaller camera and shove it right under there. Yeah. But that, the, the tour there is amazing. If you, if yeah. anybody that listens wants to go on a haunted little vacation weekend or whatever, go to yeah. Kingston. They it's embrace amazing. it. They they love to tell the stories. And, uh, mm-hmm. Kingston's but, you know, a great town. Even we went, uh, you know, the churches often open their doors there too and we'll take people, you know. We walked into the Catholic church and there was a guy and, and he took us in for a little tour and he says, do you want to go to the basement? There's crypts down there and it was like oh yeah we're going oh, wow right <laughs> and cool. yeah so went down and there was like a, all these crypts down there um like Crypt like keeper. famous <laughs> like uh in the catholic uh realm there yeah uh, like from ireland from everywhere you know that they were buried right in kingston in these crypts uh so i thought that was interesting and then there was even a door way that they had blocked off but uh, it used to be a tunnel that went from the church over to the hospital mm-hmm. underneath all the roads and everything. Um, I would have loved to get in there too, but <laughs> no doubt. Do you remember the experience with the church in our city, Oshawa? They have that church that's over um, Harmony and King area. I know our listeners won't know what Harmony and King area means, but it's in Oshawa. So there's a church there. They keep adding additions to this church. And as they were adding addition to the church and digging the ground, they start finding bodies under the ground. Hmm. So they have to report this. That oh, okay. I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think they exhumed 14 bodies. Yeah, they uh, they exhumed quite a few, yeah. And then they yeah. move them off to the side, and there's a little hill beside the cemetery. And there's one stone that says to all the, the people that were buried here. Yeah. So we try to do research to try to say, like, what's the deal? Who are these people that were buried here? So we find out somebody, who was it? it was another member of ours, another teammate of ours, went into the church because he, he used to be a FedEx driver. So he's like, I do deliveries there sometimes. I'll start poking around. <laughs> so he starts talking to people. And one of the ladies says, yeah, the bodies that were there, the, the coffins or whatever that they were in, were uh, built in a Quaker style. Hmm. And as soon as she said that, one of the ministers came around the corner and said, uh, we're not talking about that. You go back to work and you yep. can leave. Yep. Hushed them, like hushed the situation right down. So we're like, oh man, this is interesting because it's not a Quaker church. Right. So we're trying to do our research <clears throat> and we're finding out that the area that it is, is there's a creek bed and the creek bed goes all the way to the lake, Lake Ontario. Back in whatever time, there was uh, it was like a trading route. So you would have the, the natives come down and trade with the Irish at the mouth of that river, that creek bed. Some of those Irish were Quakers. Hmm. So Quaker at the time was frowned upon. So were the Irish, <laughs> unfortunately. Right? <laughs> right. So it was believed that some of the, because when these Quakers died, they weren't allowed to bury them anywhere. So they buried them here at the creek where the trading post was. Mm. And then they were discovered many, many years later in our current time. There's also a story that there used to be quite, well, there's still a Quaker presence in Pickering Ajax. And uh, 
They said the Quakers used to be in Oshawa, but now they moved to Pickering Ajax because they're like unwanted in Oshawa or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And so Poor that Irish was the other story like that we, yeah, which is that kind was the of other story that we heard that they might have been forced out somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the more we dug into the Quaker situation in the Oshawa and Durham area, the more we started to find out. So there's a historical society in Oshawa. There's three houses down by the lake. They're historical houses, Richardson House, uh, the Guy House, and I can't remember the names. There's three different houses. Henry House, maybe? Henry House, yeah. yeah. There's Two of them are close together, and one's off to the side. The one that's off to the side is believed that that was a Quaker house, and they wouldn't let him build his house too close to the other houses, <laughs> which is really weird. <laughs> but he's still in vicinity of eyesight of them. So we're talking to the historical society, and they're telling us about how the Quakers were frowned upon, and that they're validating that the Quakers were found buried over there, but the Catholic Church wants to hush it. They don't want to talk about it. They just want to put their little memorial up and be done with it. Mm. So, And then just this week, I was driving through Ajax Pickering, and I was telling Scott today, I, I saw this giant Quaker church I did yeah. not know was there. And it's like right on the main street. I'm like, oh, this is just, even after years and years, more validation, you know, more more synchronicities that are that are lining up with this mm. old tale. We did an EVP session. This is where the paranormal really comes in for this play. The EV, we got an EVP at that place, and it's the best EVP ever. That's the, at least the one EVP that we've ever gotten. It's probably the clearest, loudest EVP it was loud. ever. It was loud. What did it say? Okay, so we, do, we, we, we ask a question. Yeah, we you have to questions. line up the story. We're asking a bunch of questions. We were on the mound because it's a little hill. And we were asking questions. Uh, who are you? you know, how many are here? Things like that. And then we asked, why are you buried here? Yeah. Or was it, no, was why you die or something like that? No, it was why, why were you buried here? Well, we said this table. It was definitely why you were buried why here. Why you were buried here? And the EVP that came through was almost a scream and a yell was hate. Yeah. Really? Just came clear as day. Hate. Wow. And it was just a form of validation. You were buried here because you were hated. It was, and there was nowhere else to bury it. It was wow. that clear, right, and that loud. We didn't even need to enhance the audio. No, we did not play with the audio at all. Yeah. Sometimes you have to go back and enhance it a little bit to hear whatever. Sure. Slow it down, speed it up, clear up the background and stuff. This was yeah. just clear as yeah. day. Wow. I mean, I've had a few. I've been to, there's a cemetery in Simcoe, Ontario. Um, I had family that used to live down there. I was just sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I played it. I played it for my girlfriend, eh, Emily. She doesn't like all that stuff. And I was like, oh, you got to listen to this. It's really cool. And she's like, oh, come on, it's not going to be something creepy, is it? I'm like, no, nah, that's really neat. And so I'm like, yeah, just listen closely. And then <laughs> the speakers was hate. And she's like, all right, I'm done. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, you tricked me. Uh, uh, no, no, I can't. And she's like, she was like doing the shiver like she was cold. She's like, oh, no, I can't. no, no, I can't take this. Well, because you said she's very sensitive too, right? Yeah, yeah she doesn't like it at all. She uh, she claims she hears, she she hears things she hears things scream her name she sees dead uh, people and bodies flying around everywhere yeah and she absolutely hates it she's so lucky though <laughs> yeah no, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> well every time she said yeah every time she mentioned that oh, that's amazing yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, right, it's amazing. Yeah, right. We should bring her here. Yeah. <laughs> Poor girl's head yeah. spinning. We used to have a podcast, and every October, I was telling you before, every October was Paranormal Month. Um, his girlfriend wouldn't listen to us in October. Really? She just no. she did not want to listen to us tell stories or 
any kind of thing that we were talking about that had to do with anything spooky or paranormal or anything. Yeah. She's like, no, I just avoid October. I can't stand you guys in October. <laughs> so she what, asked one, me, uh, sorry, she asked me, what we did on one of the podcasts was uh, we did um, some demon incantation to start it oh, with. Geez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. It was that. like people chanting or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it was like, this is supposed to be like summoning demons or stuff. And we just played it on the podcast <laughs> just to start with. And that's when she was like, hey, what you do on the podcast? I'm like, neat stuff tonight. Yeah. You know, we did this and that. Started off with a demon incantation. She's like, oh, come on. What are you doing, guys? <laughs> what is wrong with you guys? We're like, that sounded yeah. really neat. So one thing I always ask the paranormal investigators that we have on the podcast is, have you ever had anything follow you home? And what do you do to protect yourself? Because this is something that you don't take for granted often, right? Or some people do, and there are repercussions sometimes. And we all have all taken things home with us. Sometimes they're not so nice. And so have you you guys ever had anything? I'll, I'll let uh, Scott start. I think anything's followed me home. No? There you go. That's easy enough for him. <laughs> although, uh, although I was with Steve that one night after Ghost Road. Oh, yeah. We had a guy that we brought up to Ghost Road. Yeah, Steve, um, halfway through, he just started, he stopped talking to everybody. Yeah. And he was just sitting in his car, staring off into space. And then we... He was in the passenger seat of the car. Was he in the passenger seat? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He no, was, he, was, he was driving Was he driving? Van. Yeah, he was driving his old van that broke down all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So and, something um, was... Partway something through, attached just, to him, or possibly staring possessed. off into space. Mm. But when we got to, uh, we got back into town, he left. He was just standing, he was just standing there, so he was just staring off into space the whole time. We're like, yo, Steve, Steve. He's like, oh, yeah. You all right? He's like, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> and he's like, I got to go home. I'm like, okay, see you later, man. And he got in, and then he, you got a call from his phone, and when you answered it, it was crazy, like, violin music or some shit playing. Yeah. Wasn't it? Something like some kind of weird music playing. Yeah, it was really cool. I'm like, what the hell? And you're just like incantations. Yeah, right. (laughs) And you're like and you're looking at the phone, you're like, What the what is this? Steve? And then it then it hangs up. Then you you called Steve back and he got an answering machine. The answering machine message was the same music. Hmm. And that's it. I'm like, this is really strange. It was very strange. And then we got a hold of him, he was sitting at the gas station. (laughs) And so we went up. We went up to the gas station. He's sitting in the parking lot of the gas station in his car. And he's just sitting there. He's not doing anything. Mm. And so... Uh, so something definitely attached yeah, to him. I jumped in, for sure. I jumped in there with him. And we were driving around. And then uh, we, drove through a, we drove to a church. And then we stayed there for a bit. Then we left. And he started like waking up a bit, I guess. And uh, I think you called us... Somebody, somebody called his phone again and got the answer machine, and it was back to like, "Hey, this is Steve. I'm not here right now. Just uh, leave a message." And you're like, "Okay, it's changed. This answer machine changed back to normal now." <laughs> but that was it. That was, that was weird because I was in the car the whole time with him. So uh-huh. that was a really strange night. Hmm. So what about you, Jason? Uh, I'm still. I. You don't think you've honestly, taken anything home? Oh no, I have. Oh, okay. I apparently I'm still dealing with something right now. So I'm actually in the middle of dealing with something right now that apparently has been attached to me for a long period of time. And we're talking over 20 years. Wow. And it should not have ever been attached to me, especially for this long. oppressing you a little bit? Uh, Yeah, it's very dark. There's a dark entity around me right now. There's also some light entities around me. 
Uh, but there's something very dark that's been attached to me for over 20 years. Hmm. Um, well, that and from... I'm in the process right now of, of uh, working towards getting rid of it. Would so. that have been from an investigation? Something attached? We're trying to figure that part out. That's part of the mystery right now is trying to figure out where this so attachment came from. So what are you, what are you doing to, f- to get rid of it or... Uh, I have some people, locally professionals, that are, are helping with some insight towards uh, helping it move on and detaching it from me. Okay. So we're going to try exploring that um, and see what happens. So like I said, it's, it's an ongoing thing right now. Um, something that I never really realized. I knew something was there, but I didn't know that it was something the same thing for mm. such a long period of time. And it explains a lot of roller coaster stuff that happens through life, right? So you can definitely tell where the the periods of feeling oppressed and stuff that's feeding off and creating and ramping negative energy. So it'll go away for a long, long period of time. And then all of a sudden it'll just start ramping back up again. Mm. And, uh, I had somebody that can see, say, yeah, it's, he's right there and he's very angry at you. He doesn't like you and he does not want you to get rid of him either. So, <laughs> well, he doesn't like you. You should bugger off then, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. Like, get out of here. He's I don't care. He's himself. He's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> Strange fella. <laughs> well, maybe that's his punishment. He's, he's yeah. supposed to be attached to you. So that's why earlier in the evening mm-hmm. when Cassie here said that there's somebody standing over here and I know who he is. Oh, that's who she's referring to. That's who she's referring to. He's, right. he's at a respectful distance this time. He's a future ex-wife. No. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> Is it a non-human entity? No, he's, he's human. He's human. He's but dark. He's, attached to he's you. not demonic. He doesn't understand that he still is. Huh. Um, do you know his name? Don't tell me. But do I you... do know his name. Yes. Okay. I do know his name. Um, I many many years ago did a past life hypnotist uh, regression. Regression. Um, I saw him in a past life as well. Oh. So, so it's a generational oh, thing, it attachment. We, no, it's not the video we did, is it? Yeah. Oh, we did. Is that the one? Yeah. Well, now i got to hear oh, the story. Oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> that was Do you amazing. remember this? I don't even oh, remember, I remember yours. the video. Yeah, you, you stole it from Blockbuster. I stole it. <laughs> <laughs> they rented a movie. They rented a for the, video. For our young <laughs> listeners who don't know what a Blockbuster is. Yeah. <laughs> You re- I love that you can put pieces I've forgotten oh, back I'm into the I'm puzzle. I'm it's an, amazing. I'm I love elephant. it. I get the memory of an elephant. I remember everything. Yeah, you rented a video. How old were you? 20? 20. Uh, probably something. 20. <laughs> okay. So this is got we're some, talking like 1997. Like yeah. This has something to do with his attachment, Blockbuster video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. We're talking like 98, 99? Yeah, something like that. So we got. Yeah, I think the attachment came before this video, though. Don't. This video is not what created the, the attachment. My attachments so come from the video. Before. You're supposed to watch <laughs> it, and it's supposed to hypnotize you and remembering like a past life. Oh, so Blockbuster so, used to rent those types of things? Yeah, and yeah. so they got they came in with like, all right, we're going we're gonna to do this. I'm like, I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> so it was me. It was uh, me and you, Rick and Kyle. Yeah. And we were all downstairs, and we all watched the thing at the same time. And then after it was over... Then we okay, okay, what'd you get? We all compared what we got. Yeah, and uh, so it kind of puts you in a little hypnotic state. Yeah, yeah, it's and you guys to, started yeah. seeing. Yeah, just like this lives. story yeah. would envelop in front of you, and it's like, Rick. what is happening? Really, I remember what. Rick and then said it would he saw. it would walk you out of it. Yeah, and and Do you remember what it was called? Oh God, no. <laughs> I barely remembered that we got it from Blockbuster, let alone what it was called. <laughs> Ernest goes to. Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, what Rick said. His his was. I remember what mine was. I don't remember yours and Kyle's though. I remember being a blacksmith. Okay, cool. I was uh, a. 
I was a young tribesman. That's what I was. Young tribesman? What was Rick's? He was gangster. some kind of uh, a thief or a criminal. Oh. <laughs> See, he's a gangster. I can't remember the time period, though. Neither could I. It was, I want to say like the 20s or something and like that. And this attachment or this person that's connected to you was in your past life. He was in my past life. The, the images that I got was him in my past life. So I'm a blacksmith. I'm working on um, – I'm talking blacksmith at medieval time. Oh. So I'm working on whatever swords. metal I'm working <laughs> right. with, armor, swords, whatever. <clears throat> and he comes to my farm or land or shop or wherever I am. And he he starts like yelling, this is your fault, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to fight you. And mm. I re- remember seeing this fight with him and I end up stabbing him in the chest. Good job. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Way to go, man. So that's why he's mad because you killed him. I killed him. Yeah. In a past life, apparently. Mm. So, but when I see him now, when he makes himself visible to me, which is not very often and has not happened in a very long time, he has a cowboy hat on. Cowboy hat. Yeah, and a duster, like a long duster. And he's got this old, haggard face with a beard and red eyes. It's the shadow man, the hat man. It's crazy. Right? It's craziness. But how do you know his name? It was given to me, like through premonition, through my mind. Like, I, hmm. it was just, here's his name. Spent a lot of time going, I want to know like well, who this is and what this guy's name is. And then I just kept getting this name in my head. And I'm like, and then somebody else said, I got this name. What name did you get? Oh, okay. So, because there was a circle of us, and this this entity's been bugging a circle of us. With what you know now, right. would you would you do a protection of yourself if you're going to do more investigations? If you're going to, yeah, moving forward, like moving forward as a team right now, if I, I want to rebuild, there's a lot of things I would do differently. A lot more protection mm-hmm. and a lot less antagonizing. Uh, yeah, earlier in the early in the investigative early early days, we did a lot of antagonizing, yeah. a lot of calling it on. Really, you can blame seeing things on TV and videos sure. and other stuff that you would see. You just kind of mimic that when you're younger. On you know Zach Baggins, even early on would yeah would antagonize, and you watched and him. Then he grow. learned the hard way. He learned the hard way. You're <laughs> right. He did, and he went back and apologized for that stuff. Yeah, the lady in the hotel with the wrist slit That's and stuff. Right. And I watched him grow. I'm very proud of that guy. I don't even know that guy. I'm proud of that guy for growing and becoming the person he became and learning. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happened with us. So uh, there's definitely a respect level to learn. That's That would be the idea. Uh, definitely more protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, learning how to protect myself a lot more because that's the advice that we give anybody starting out is learn to protect yourself and uh, don't be so abrasive. Be respectful. Introduce yeah, those yourself. Are people. Like yep. it's no different than me sitting here talking to you guys. Yep. It's just... I throw an extra chair in there and you just can't see him. And but he's sometimes still a person. they don't know that they're dead. That's very true. And it's very confusing for them. And then they get angry. Right. And they're like, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, I'm standing right here. And whatever, you know, dimension or, or level that they're on is confusing and scary for them. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're trying to get your attention. And sometimes their anger comes out and they project it. And, you know, you think, oh, cow, this. You know, the spirit's nasty, but it's not. They're frustrated, they're scared, you know, and they just want to be acknowledged and validated and, you know. So I think a lot of them are very afraid to move on too, depending depending on their religious beliefs. You know, they're afraid to move on into that light because of the old heaven and hell theory, right? And, uh, you know, 
we've experienced that before with spirits and we've told them like listen you're not going to be judged you know you need to move on you'll be you'll be fine there's people on the other side that will help you and guide you and mm-hmm. get going so that's i've been talked Eve, just yesterday we talked about this and dark entity around me and that were some of the and things he needs that to learn how to move on these were the things that were explained that yeah. his fear right now his and fear banishment is that we're gonna like dust them we're gonna destroy them yeah and really what needs to be is not binded or held or banished but he needs to be moved on mm. to remembering his life and his family and move to places where he's familiar with people so he's not so angry with me right. and showing that we're not going to destroy him we just want him to move on well, i think that's uh that was a good one guys it yeah. was so appreciate it you know, you know what was really fun about this we have to do two things that we haven't done in a long time podcasting and paranormal uh, <sighs> i just want to stay here all night it's uh, <laughs> amazing yeah all right thanks guys thank you very much Girls. thank you it was cool <laughs> Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com.